Welcome to the School of Sellers podcast, a teacher business show that is short on time, but big on action. Full-time, part-time, or just getting started? No matter where you are in your teacher-seller journey, there's something here for everyone. Making your online teacher business feel doable every step of the way. Here's your host, Erin Waters. Hello there and welcome to School of Sellers. For all of my teacher-seller friends, I am Erin Waters and I am your host and today we are doing something brand new. I often get emails and messages on social media asking questions um, and it tends to be the same group of questions that crop up again and again and again. So I thought, you know what, why not just make this a podcast episode and answer some of the most common questions I get Um, because I don't know about you, but those are some of my most favorite episodes and blog posts to read is when people have the frequently asked questions or they ask me anything posts. Um, I think that people just by nature are, are nosy. And I mean that in the nicest way possible. I'm very nosy and I love hearing about, um, people's personal lives and things that they might not typically share. So that is what we are doing today. Um, Not getting super personal, but definitely answering some questions that I have been asked again and again. And if you have questions for me, whether they are related to me personally or just TPT questions in general, um, I welcome literally anything and everything. I'm a very open book. I will pretty much tell you whatever you want to know. But I also understand that sometimes things like this are hard to ask about. Um, So I've created a site where you can go on and ask anonymous questions, anything you want. So if you have a question for me, um, you can go to erinmwaters.com slash ask me. You can go there at any point and ask questions. It won't require you to enter your name or your email address or any identifying um, features. So if you have anything, please hop on there and ask. And your question might just end up on the podcast one day. I do hope that this is a recurring segment. So Without further ado, we are doing the pick two FAQ. I've gone through my list of frequently asked questions and randomly chosen two questions from the bunch to start with today, and we are going to dive right in. One of the first questions I get asked quite frequently is if I have a team for my business, because I think that now a lot of us have been doing this teacher-seller thing for a while, so it isn't rare at all to hear teacher sellers talk about their team of people. And a team is simply people that you hire out for various tasks. The short answer here is no, I don't have a team. But I'm going to say I don't have a team yet because I'm certainly not ruling it out. I think that as our business grows, um, we have more resources to hire out teams and we have more needs that we need to fill as the business grows. And I might be here at this point next year and say, yes, I do have a team. But at this point, no, I do not. Um, I just started my eighth year of selling on TPT. So if that gives you an idea of how long it might be before you hire a team or not, some people hire them quite sooner than I do, then that's just kind of a frame of reference for this conversation. So here's the thing. Could I use a team? Yes, probably. But there are a couple of reasons why I've put off hiring a team up until this point. Um, For starters, I'm a huge believer in the fact that I think you should learn how to do everything yourself before you hire it out. And there's a couple of reasons for this. And I'm not saying you have to be 
a complete expert on every single part of your business before you hire out for those tasks. But I think you should at least have some basic skills and knowledge about everything it takes to run your business before you hire someone else to do these things. And the first reason is that you want to be able to know if it's being done correctly. If you have no idea how to do a certain skill and then you hire someone to do it for you, it's going to be a lot harder to gauge whether or not that job is being done the way it's supposed to be rather than just blindly trusting someone to do it the right way. In addition, if you already have basic background knowledge about how to do something in your business, then you know exactly what you are looking for in someone that you hire. You know what to ask for. You know exactly what to inquire about. And you're also able to see if what they're asking for hourly wage wise or however you're paying them is worth it. I also think that knowing how to do everything in your business first before hiring out is super powerful because a lot of times I think that we need to be hiring out based on things we simply just don't enjoy doing. And you're not going to know if you enjoy doing something until you actually try it. Now, from my personal experience, I had kind of put off the whole video world for quite a few years. I knew that videos were important and they were something I needed to do in my business, but I hadn't actually gotten into them personally. So when I first started thinking about doing more videos for my business, I was thinking like, oh, I should probably just hire someone to do this. But I was like, you know what? No, you need to learn how to do it yourself first and then kind of go from there. And to my surprise, video editing specifically is something I really, really, really enjoy doing. And I know now that it's probably not something I'm going to hire out a whole lot for because it's something that I enjoy. But on the flip side, if you learn how to do something, for example, Pinterest, and you're like, oh my gosh, this really sucks. I know how to do it. I know what I'm doing, but I simply just don't enjoy it. Then that is something that could be at the top of your list for hiring out. But you won't know that until you actually try it. One of the other ways this has come in handy is that if I know how to do something myself first and then I hire out for it, I'm still able to troubleshoot in certain circumstances without having to reach out to the person I hired and wait for them to email me back. I hired out for a one-time job last summer to design a WordPress site for my School of Sellers business. And I had spent enough time um, in my own WordPress site to know kind of like the bare bones of what I was doing. So when things popped up and I had questions about um, certain things, I didn't necessarily have to contact my web designer and wait for him to email back and then play this game of phone tag or email tag um, to fix this problem. I had enough knowledge already to be able to fix things on my own. So I think that's important. I don't think it's necessary because you do hire people for a reason and they're there to help you when things break or things go wrong. But if you have just a general idea of how things work, it can help you and save you a ton of time in the long run so that you're not constantly waiting for other people to get back to you. Now, like I said, I am certainly not ruling out the possibility of hiring a team of people. In fact, that sounds amazing, and I feel like maybe I'm kind of on the verge of being able to entertain that idea. Um, But for now, I'm very much a one-man band with just a little bit of help here and there. I have tried hiring out in the past for things like proofreading, product creation, but nothing has stuck. You know, I found some really good people, but then they've gone in different directions or things just kind of fizzled out. So I never truly had a long lasting, consistent VA or anyone to help me with any aspect of my business. I do use someone currently for Pinterest scheduling and writing descriptions because I literally hate, hate, hate writing Pinterest descriptions for whatever reason. I create my pins, I design them, 
and I even upload them to Tailwind, but I just hate writing those descriptions. So that is the one thing that I hire out for right now. And I do have, my husband is here at home with me and he will pick up random projects here and there if I need something done. But with our kids at home, that's not really a consistent thing that I can count on. So yeah, I would say 90% of the time I'm working all by myself. Now I will say that I have a team for School of Sellers. For the first several months when I started the School of Sellers Facebook groups and podcasts and online course, um, I was very much going alone. Um, But I have hired a couple people and I have a super amazing solid team now that works with me for School of Sellers because there are only so many hours in a day. You know, I can barely survive running my TPT business all by myself most days. So to have help in the form of my School of Sellers team, Ashley, Ronnie, and Katie, um, has been absolutely priceless. So they help behind the scenes. Um, You might have seen them in some of the Facebook groups answering questions, and they just serve as an overall sounding board too for when we are making new projects for School of Sellers and figuring out what comes next. So from my School of Sellers team, I have seen the beauty that comes with having a team. And I never thought I'd be the type of person to say that I have a team, but they are showing me all of the ways that a team can help. So check back with me at this time next year, and I might just be singing a different tune when it comes to my DBT business. All right. My second question that I get very, very often is what a normal day looks like for me and what a normal workday looks like. And if you've been listening for a while, you know that I do TPT full time from home. Um, My husband stays home as well, and I have a three-year-old and a five-year-old. So we are always home all together. Um, And when we moved to our new town, actually, our kids had been in daycare. So there was a year, one year, where my husband and I were both at home working on the business. Um, But then when we moved, we decided, you know what, we're going to save some money on childcare. And my husband volunteered to be the one to watch the kids every day while I continue to work from home. And I have to preface this whole day in the life by saying that my husband is an absolute saint. He has patience beyond what is normal. Um, He cleans the house every day. He does the laundry. Um, And I mean, it's just, it sounds too good to be true, but it's actually true and it's real. And I don't know how he does it because (laughs) having kids and having a business and having a house to run is so, so, so hard and stressful, but he does it all so well. Um, And I actually have some plans to have him on the podcast here maybe in a couple of weeks. So maybe you'll get to hear directly from the saint himself. But for now, I'll just give you an overview of what our day looks like. But I need to be clear that he is very much a big part of it. And there is no way I could juggle it all on my own. Now, our plan was once my kids were in school this fall, my son is supposed to go to kindergarten and my daughter is going to go to preschool in our local school district. Um, The plan was to have him come back to the business and work full-time on the business with me. Now, of course, we've been thrown for a loop in 2020 in many different ways, and this is just another one of those ways. And we have decided to homeschool our kids. We weren't a big fan of the virtual option that our district offered. So we are homeschooling the kids, which will obviously change the way that our school day or our work day looks going forward here soon. But for now, here is what our day typically looks like. I wake up daily around eight o'clock. I'm lucky that my kids are finally at the point where they're not waking up at like five or six in the morning. Um, So we take full advantage of that and sleep in until the kids wake up. However, 
if I need extra time or I'm working on a huge project, then I set my alarm and wake up at like 5.30 or 6 before my family because this helps me avoid working past the end of my workday. So instead of extending my workday, I like to sneak in extra time before everybody's up so that I'm not asking my husband for even more help than he's already giving me. Once we are all up, I hang out with the kids and help make breakfasts for them and just kind of like snuggle with them a little bit and hang out while my husband does chores and gets things ready for the day. He likes to like, you know, load and unload the dishwasher in the morning, make sure things are cleaned up, get the kids clothes ready and kind of make a plan for what they're going to be doing for the day. And I will hang out with the kids while he does that. So then once I would say about a half hour goes by, um, that's when I get to work. And more often than not, I go into my office, which is on the first floor, and I work there for most of the morning. But if there are days when I don't have super big to-do items or deadlines, or I feel like I'm at a point where I have more flexibility in my workday, then I will actually work out in the living room around the kids. And if I have something that's pretty mindless, I still like being around my family when I'm working as long as I'm able to still get work done. Um, So that's something I do sometimes, but usually I'm in my office focusing with my noise-canceling headphones on. Now, I try to take as many breaks as possible as I can with my kids. So throughout the morning, I tend to stay in my office quite a bit, but I will take a break here or there to go on a quick bike ride or play outside or do a puzzle. Because even though we explain to our kids that I'm working, it's sometimes hard for them to see me but not be with me. So I've been trying super hard this year to take advantage of our extra togetherness and be as present as possible for their sake, but also my husband's, you know, staying home for this long and not being able to go all of the places that we used to go has really taken a toll on everyone. So I try to be very mindful of that fact um, for my kid's sake and also Billy's sake. And I have to say that I do love working in my office. Um, but it's not as cozy as the couch being surrounded by my family, but I do tend to get a lot more done. So if I do have serious projects to work on and deadlines that I've set, then I try to basically lock myself in my office for the majority of the morning with with small breaks for coffee in between. And like I said, if I have super focused work to do, I put my headphones on and I play white noise because that is the only way to drown out all of the outside distractions that come with having little kids at home. If it's a day that I'm recording either for the podcast or for some online courses or video tutorials, then I actually go upstairs into our walk-in closet and our master bedroom and lock myself in there because it's the only quiet place in the house. Um, And even then, you can still sometimes hear kids screaming in the background. So it just depends on the day. The first thing I do when I sit down to work is to look at my list of recurring items. These are things that I have to do every Monday or every Tuesday or once a week. And I spend about 10 to 15 minutes on these items, whether it's checking links that I've put out in scheduled posts or doing something email related. I try not to spend more than 15 minutes on the housekeeping items. Then I get right to work by working on the thing on my list that's going to have the highest impact um, or require the most creativity from me because the morning is when I work the best. As soon as I sit down and have my coffee, um, I'm feeling super creative. So if there's anything that requires me to write or to come up with ideas, whether it's writing copy for Facebook posts or writing outlines for podcasts, I do that first thing because that is when my brain is the most energized. 
By about 11.30 in the morning, I'm ready for lunch. So nine times out of 10, I eat with my husband and my kids because this is usually the time that they eat as well. And I try to meal prep every Sunday so that my lunches at least are ready to go. I hate trying to take time out of the day to create this elaborate meal. So any prep I can do on Sundays to prepare for the week always ends up with the best results. Right after I eat lunch is kind of like my make or break moment for the rest of my workday because I don't know, I don't know about you, but whenever I eat, it makes me really tired. So something I've started doing is to exercise immediately after lunch every day. We have, we just got a Peloton bike not too long ago, and it's actually in my office until we finish our basement. So I'll try to hop on the bike as soon as I can after I eat. That way I'm not tempted to curl up in a ball and (laughs) take a nap. After I exercise, I will shower, and at this point, usually I'm ready for a change of scenery, so a lot of times I'll move upstairs to work somewhere a little more comfortable um, in our guest room or our master bedroom, Um, and I'm not as energized by this point, even if I have worked out, so at this point, I'll often switch to something a little more mindless or easy for me to work on. This is definitely not the time of the day where I'm doing super creative things. This is the time of the day where I will schedule meetings if I need to schedule any meetings with my mastermind or with my team for School of Sellers, um, because I know that it's something I can still do to be productive, but it doesn't require me to be super on mentally and creatively like it would if I were writing blog posts or recording podcast episodes or things like that. However, my workday ends at four every day, and usually the last hour before that is my power hour. It's like I realize my time is coming to an end. So I'll try to get as much done up until four o'clock as I can. So um, at four o'clock, I cut it short. I try not to ever go past four o'clock because by this time, um, my husband needs a break. And at four o'clock, usually what I'll do is I will trade spots with my husband. Um, He'll need a break and he'll either go and work on a work project that I have for him. Um, But more often than not, he will go exercise, take a ride on the Peloton, Um, or do some things around the house. And I will spend the next several hours hanging out with the kids, playing outside, making them dinner. And then we usually come back together as a family for dinner and the rest of the evening until bedtime. My kids go to bed um, around eight o'clock. They're usually asleep by nine. And at that point, I would say about half the time, I'm ready to just chill and read a book or watch TV. Um, But then the other half of those times, I'm pumped to get more work done and often get my second wind um, in the evening. So it just depends on how I'm feeling. But a lot of times when I choose work at night, it's either a project that is just for fun um, or something a little more mindless. Definitely nothing serious since I'm still tired by this point. Um, Even if I choose to work, I'm still pretty drained and not in the mindset to be doing something super creative. Again, that happens mostly for me in the morning. So I will do that and sit with my laptop, maybe design pins on Canva, or work on a product that's kind of like a just for fun product. And then I'm usually in bed by 11 most nights. So there you have it, a day in the life, Um, nothing too exciting or too crazy. But yeah, that's what it looks like. So thank you guys for listening in. Um, I'm curious to hear about what your day looks like. So if you want to email me, or send me a message on Instagram. Um, I'm always curious to see what other people's work days look like because I know we're all different, um, but we're all kind of tackling the same tasks. So it's really interesting to me to be able to see how different people approach a typical day in the life of a teacher seller. 
Also, if you have questions that you would like to ask that I can include on this show sometime in the future, make sure to go to erinmwaters.com slash ask me. And again, that's anonymous and you can ask me anything under the sun and I will do my best to answer it. Thanks for listening, guys. I'll talk to you soon. 